This podcast is sponsored by some of the great companies that believe in our mission here at Student Housing Insight, which is simply make student housing better. Our sponsor for this episode is Carter Young, which is a firm that specializes in bad debt recovery for student housing operators. Their president, Steve Carter, reached out to me and said, Wes, I want you to use this sponsorship for this episode to help point the spotlight on groups that are helping people during this pandemic and encourage others to help where they can. I told Steve about the stories I've heard this week of students who are losing their part-time jobs and parents have lost jobs and they literally don't know how they are going to buy food. So we are using Steve's advertising time to talk about a resource that can put you in touch with food banks serving university students. That resource is the College and University Food Bank Alliance. Combating hunger and food insecurity for college students is the focus of their members, and right now more than ever, those university food banks are so important. So if you already know of a food bank that services a university, go make a donation. If not, go to the Alliance's website at cufba.org, again, that's cufba.org, and find one near you today and go make a donation. Welcome to the Student Housing Insight Podcast, where we are putting you in touch with the people who bring student housing to life. Thank you for listening to our special coverage on COVID-19's impact on the industry. This is part two of our episode on leasing and marketing during a pandemic. I'm your host, Wesley Dees, and today I'm joined by our co-host on all things leasing, the author of Releasing, a counterintuitive approach to apartment leasing, Willie Butler. Thank you for having me, Wes, man. Completely humbled and honored to actually be here, be able to share this platform with you, and uh, more than anything, just grateful to be able to shed some light in the midst of uh, these uncertain and unprecedented times that we're going through. So I'm wishing everybody is you know, home with family, staying safe, staying healthy, and just taking care of yourself. It's exciting to talk about. Uh, I can't wait to impart some wisdom and, you know, happy to be here. Well, it, it has definitely been a few interesting weeks to to say in this this past week. It gets, you know, it's like each passing day, it's like, wow, this is really strange, but uh, we we still got to push through. I hope everybody that's out there listening to this is 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 well and and healthy. And uh, if you're not well and healthy, you need to put down this podcast and go focus on yourself. <laughs> the leasing office will take care of itself. Don't worry with it. So for for those folks, if you did not catch part one of this episode, make sure you go back and listen to it as Greta Dare and myself talk about all things marketing during a pandemic and, and what resources and, and messaging you should be using right now to get your property brand in front of students right now in order to convert them into leads. Uh, we also had some great interviews regarding brand ambassadors and creating video so make sure you go back and listen to that if you missed it. Today, we're sitting down with Willie to talk about converting those leads into leases and how we need to adapt both our mindset as well as our toolbox while we're going through this time. Willie, you're right in the middle of this, man. <laughs> yeah, right in the thick of it. And uh, no, it's, it, it's been fun. I mean, I can't say fun. It's been very interesting, like you said. It's humbling to actually be able to go through it and be able to speak from uh, on the ground level. <laughs> yeah, you're 
you're currently owning an assignment for one of your clients at a major tier one market on a, on a new lease up. I guess the bright side is you don't have any residents that are dealing with all of this that would likely cause a lot of distractions for the staff. And, you know, you're able to shut off some of that noise, which I know we're going to talk about as well here in a moment. But on the other side, you've got 100% of the beds you've got to find new residents for because there is not the opportunity for renewals. You know, Willie, you and I've had a lot of conversations about tough situations that we've both been through and needing to still have strong leasing performance. How does this compare to those previous situations? Well, uh, great question. First, first of all, I would be naive to say um, it does, like, I can't say that it does compare 100% to any of those situations, right? This is a very unique time, very unprecedented time that we're going through right now. And I can't say I can't say that I've ever experienced anything like it. And I, I think I can speak for 90% of the listeners or you know anybody tuning in that they've ever experienced anything like this either, right? So very uncertain times, but I can say this, no matter what, it's part of like, you know, the, the funny thing about it is no matter what season it is, no matter what uh, leasing season I go through, there's always some level of adversity or some level of uncertainty that, um, you know, presents itself, right? And I, I always like to say that no matter what, whether you're just overcoming some form of adversity or you're in the midst of adversity or right, right around the corner, there's some level of adversity, regardless of the fact, in one way, shape or form, it's gonna be the present. It's going to come, it's unavoidable in that situation. And I think this is one of those situations, one of those circumstances that, you know, it's not time for us to, I don't think it's time for us to retreat. I don't think it's time for us to yeah. fall back. I don't think it's time for us to say that this is the end. This is the time where we stand up. This is the time where we rise to the occasion. And honestly, uh, you know, we were talking off, off the mic, you know, just before this. And I had said, uh, you know, one of my favorite quotes from Mika Johnson, he says, people don't rise to occasions. They revert back to their training. This is one of those situations where you revert back. You revert back to your habits. You revert back to the things that, uh, you know, got us through those trying times before because, you know, we have found, we have met certain obstacles and we have met certain levels of, of adversity. And greatest thing about us being humans, greatest thing of us as people is our ability to adapt in certain circumstances. And this is one of those situations where it's time for us to adapt. I would say there's similarities in that situation where we have to be able to be nimble. We do have to be able to be flexible and we have to be able to see the light, you know, in this, in this dark time, right? Because in the land of the blind, the one-eyed man is king. And I'm a firm believer of that. If you have the perspective, if you have the vision, if you have the zeal and the willingness to get through it, this too shall pass and we will overcome it, right? So I'm just, yeah, I'm a firm believer that this is going to pass just like everything else that we've gone through. So speaking of adversity, uh, we're all dealing with it both professionally and, and personally, but, <laughs> uh, you know, and I've, I've heard a lot of people that had wedding plans this spring that have now had to completely rearrange that for, for those audience members who follow you closely they know you've got a wedding coming up in Morocco of all places <laughs> in September. What's, what's the update of those change? Those plans changed at all? Hey Wes, you know me, I'm very optimistic, very ambitious guy. Right. So I, I said, I'm going to get married in September. I will get married in September. This is going to happen. Right. The plans have not changed. Um, you know, again, like, you know, to the point that I just made, we may have to pivot a little bit, you know, we might just go elope and, you know, just do the courthouse thing. And then once the smoke settles and uh, we can get out the country, just go have like a big reception type thing in Ibiza or, you know, go down, go meet our family in, uh, in Morocco. But, you know, I'm going to marry my fiance in September. It's going to happen. 
you're invited and anybody else listening. <laughs> well, I, I will, uh, I will show up if there's a plane that can get me there. So have a full on Bane mask too. <laughs> well, really, before we start talking about tactics and, and the tools that need to be in the toolbox, I know you're a big mi- mindset guy, and you know we've just talked about that a little bit. But people are dealing with issues they may have never dealt with before. Their their university is shut down. They may be working from home a percentage of the time. Uh, they're, they're having homeschool their own kids. The, their spouse or partner may be dealing with a job loss. They may have a resident who has tested for for COVID-19. They themselves may have tested positive for COVID-19. They are dealing with all of those issues as well as urgent pressures, but yet they've still got a, a property that they've got to lease. What, what tips do you have to help these folks get in the right mindset when they are trying to lease their property? Oh, man. Um, well, I'm, I'm happy this is where we started, Wes, because... Uh, as you know, I'm a, I'm a firm believer that define success in just about anything. It's 80% psychological, 20% technical, right? So um, I would love to start in the 80% and deep dive into that. And honestly, my answer to this question is going to be more profound now after the experience that I had than ever, right? See, because blinded by my ambition and blinded by my uh, optimism, <laughs> at one point, you know, I, I have these certain disciplines and these certain routines that I like to um, deploy pretty much daily. And I like to wake up, you know, go at the, you know, as soon as I wake up, roll out of bed, and I like to go to the gym. At the peak of my morning, I like to go work out. So, you know, a week and a half ago when, ago when all of this uh, really just started to surface and, I mean, not necessarily surface, it's been around for a little while, but things started getting weird about a week and a half ago, right? Everything's mm-hmm. shutting down and all amenity spaces are shutting down. And sure enough, um, you know, I wanted to go work out in the community gym that I'm working at. And sure enough, it was shut down. Um, in accordance with everything else in the city. Um, and I was, I was a little upset. I was like, man, I really need, I need this. This is part of my regiment. This is how I jumpstart my day. I need to work out. And then uh, lo and behold, as the day progressed, I went forward and, um, you know, I tried to go on my regular routine and go out and grab something for lunch. And the restaurant that I wanted to go to, it was shut down. And I found myself in this position where I wanted to complain and I wanted to, you know, just really just yeah, you just complain about everything that was going on. And then I was walking up the street and I see this, uh, like a homeless lady sitting down and my mind went to a place where I'm like, wow, here I am, you know, complaining because I probably shouldn't be spending this, you know, $13 on a $13 meal, right? I I probably shouldn't be spending this. I should be at home cooking something. Hey, matter of fact, I have a home to go to, right? If I really need to work out, I can do in-home workouts. I can do all of these different things, right? But I'm looking at this lady and I wonder what her mindset is, right? Like what's what's going on in her mind? Like what's what's some of the major things that she's complaining about right now? And it's like the old Persian adage was ever profound in my mind. It said, uh, you know, I once wept for shoes until I met a man with no feet. And in these situations, right, I'm just like, we can always yearn for more. We can always ask for more. We can always wish that we had something else uh, better than what we have right now. But the fact of the matter is, there's a lot worse off that we can be. I mean, I can't say personally that my direct family has been affected by this situation, right? Um, I see a lot of it, right? There's been a lot, there's a lot of news out there and there's a lot of people that are suffering from it. But my direct family, I can't say that I have been affected. And I hope that nobody on this call has either. But, you know, in that situation, I would just say this. I mean, deploy gratitude. 
be grateful for your health. Be grateful for your safety. Be grateful that you have your family and their and their safety, right? And they're they're not directly affected by what's going on. Be grateful that you still actually have a job to go to. Be grateful that you can, in fact, go and make those follow-up calls in the office. Be grateful that you can, in fact, go and give those virtual tours, whatever the case may be. Be grateful because, I mean, I just had a call from um, a family today that was really interested in signing a lease and living with us. And, you know, because they got laid off from their position right now, um, they don't necessarily have the financial qualifications in order to live in our community. And it's like, man, that that sucks, right? And, you know, there's people that are directly affected by what's going on right now. And it's easy for us to want more. It's easy for us, you know, to wish that we were in a better place. But the fact of the matter is, I mean, there's so much worse that we can be. So just be grateful for everything that we have. So that's number one. And number two, I would say in um, this time of uncertainty and this overwhelming negativity, just be conscious, go out there and um, maintain positivity, kill the noise, right? There's a lot of negativity that's out there. There's a lot of, you know, there's a lot of uncertainty that's out there. It's time for us to rise up. It's time for us to elevate and evolve in this time. It's not necessarily time for us to victimize and, you know, like kind of, I mean, retreat, right? I don't, and I don't want to come off insensitive, but I do want, I do want us to maintain, like in a sea of uncertainty and all this negativity, it's a time for us to be positive and, you know, be that beacon of, be that beacon of positivity, especially if we're operating, um, you know, fully functional operating properties where people are coming up to you and they're looking at you to be that, that leader, looking at you to be that person that's going to provide all their answers because they're uncertain too. And if they're reaching out to you and they're asking you for the answers, the worst thing that you want to do is, you know, transfer your negative, your negative energy or your uncertainty upon them as well. You want to deploy that empathy. You want to be that beacon of positivity for your, your staff, for your residents, for your team, for your family, for everybody. You want to be able to, you know, be that leader, be that person that they're coming at you with. So deploy that empathy and be there. I'm sorry. Uh, sorry to get on my soapbox, Wes, but. No, no. I mean, yeah, no, I, I agree with, with everything you, you know, you've said. And I, and, and my mind went into, you know, you're talking about shutting out the noise in your mind as it relates to all the negative things that are going on. But, you know, there's also, a real noise that we're all having to hear that, you know, you're, you're fortunate right now, I guess, fortunate to be in, in a situation where you're doing a new lease up. Uh, but you know, the majority of folks in our industry are on a property where they're, where they're also having to, to deal with how this is impacting their residents and they've got to deploy empathy, you know, in, in that situation as well. And, getting questions of what's the landlord going to do? What's, you know, what's the apartment community going to do in this situation and that situation? And what happens if the governor comes out and, you know, puts a executive order in place that everybody's got to stay at home? How does that end up affecting things? Because property managers are, you know, are still essential to day-to-day things that are happening with that facility. So, you know, there's all of that noise in, in your head. But, the, but there's also real noise and just thinking of it from a tangible standpoint as an industry, we're still very much in the middle of our leasing season. And yeah, I, I would just really caution those leaders, both at a, at a you know, corporate HQ level, as well as those at a, at a site level, you, you really need to be thinking about when it comes to your sales team, the guys that have really got to be focused in on 
you know, answering the sales calls and, and helping people get the answers that they're looking for about moving in, in the fall, you, you got to separate. I mean, like I said, from a tangible standpoint, you really need to think about not just from a social distancing standpoint, you really got to think about putting them into a quiet room where they're not being affected by other conversations that are happening and, and just, you know, each site manager's own anxiety and all this. Cause I, it's always, you know, I've, I've basically spent the past 23 years in these leasing offices and, <laughs> We love to talk to each other, right? And uh, when that's <laughs> when that's when that's uplifting and and powerful, uh, you know that that's that's great. But when it's kind of the regurgitation of so many negative things that are happening right now, it really, really just kills you know the the momentum that you really need. So I would I would caution those leaders very much to when it comes to your, to your leasing agents, your, um, you know, your, your frontline leasing folks that you're really encouraging them to separate themselves and that you're being responsible enough to shut that noise off from them. So anyway, all right. So let, let's talk about tactics and, and tools for a bit. Let's just focus on the, on the point of engagement, be it on a phone call over FaceTime chat or, or even in person. And first, let me just remind everyone, because I think social distancing is is going to be the norm for a while. So even if you are not having in-person tours right now, make sure your team is keeping up with the social distancing practices. You know, right now that means not even elbow bumps, uh, but means six foot distance between you and a prospect. You know, in a few weeks, maybe we're back to the elbow bump to greet. Um, but make sure that, that that's happening. And of course, sanitizing and washing your hands constantly. All right. All that being said, now that you've heard that for the 200th time um, in the past 24 hours, back on tactics and, and during that point of engagement, let's let's assume it's going to be a prospect reaching out by phone uh, or, or email. Once we establish who we are talking to and, and getting some contact info, as leasing staff, we would typically start jumping into asking them, you know, when are they looking to move in? And, and given the facts that universities are closing dorms and you want to be empathetic to students who may need something immediately versus a student who is likely worried about if school even open in the fall, I've been asking people to ask, are you needing to move in right away or are you looking to move in later before fall semester starts? I think this translates to the student and the parent that you recognize some students need to move in quickly. And for those trying to figure out what to do for the fall, it shows you understand that no one knows when fall semester may start, but you got them covered. Willie, do you think that was the right advice for me to give? You know what, uh, Wes? Yeah, absolutely. And I, uh, <laughs> I, we had a good laugh off, uh, off the mic about this. You know, it's funny how a lot of the things that we should be practicing all together, like all around on a regular, um, are starting to come to light a lot more in situations like this, right? Cover your mouth when you sneeze or cover your mouth when you cough. Or yes, absolutely ask them how soon they are going to be looking to move in, right? Um, not only does it show empathy in this situation, but 
it shows that you're constantly thinking about their situation altogether, right? So I think I think 100% that was the right answer, and I think. Um, <laughs> well, good. I'm glad you. I'm glad you approve. <laughs> <laughs> I, I think it's, and I think with a lot of these things um, in this situation that we're going through right now, these these times that we're going through right now, it's going to bring in a lot of the practicality, a lot of the the fundamental things that we should be deploying on a regular day basis in our leasing process, it's going to bring it back to light because those are going to be the things um, that are really going to separate you and going to, especially when it comes down to receiving these incoming phone calls, those are going to be the things that make you win. Yeah. So sorry. So, you know, moving past that first question of, of when I know your tactic is, is just asking questions to qualify the prospect and, understand what they are wanting and, and needing. So you could talk to them about how the property can fulfill those needs. Is there anything else we need to be doing or, or be thinking about during this exploratory portion of the engagement? Oh, absolutely, Wes. And um, I hate to be Captain Obvious here, but honestly, in this situation, <laughs> and we call it exploratory portion, but honestly, I think I think in this moment, um, we have to get back to the basics, right? And I know a lot of us know it, but I think we need to get back to the, the grassroots fundamentals. I'm talking practicality, leasing 101, blocking and tackling, right? Basics, as basic as it gets, right? And it's, uh, it all boils down to how are we receiving incoming phone calls? And there's five major steps, five major tactics that, um, you know, all across Empower PMC, we deploy when it comes down to how we're receiving these calls. And first and foremost, that's, Take control of the call as early as possible, build rapport with the lead, generate a lot of excitement and create value, stress urgency, and book an appointment, right? So five major steps. So let's take it uh, from the top. Take control over the call. It's very simple. As early as possible. Um, let's, let's just be fully transparent. Most of these calls, nine out of 10, are going to start off with someone saying, hey, what are the prices for our apartment? What are the, what's the cost for the two-bedroom apartment? In that situation, that's where we want to acknowledge what they're looking for, react to it, and then pivot. So what do I mean by acknowledge? Oh, absolutely. You're looking for the pricing for a two-bedroom. You acknowledge what they're looking for. Now they know that, that you're listening, right? React. I would love to help you out with that. Show them that you're enthused. Show them that you're excited, that they are interested in your apartment, and now you guys are having a conversation. Then pivot. Absolutely. So who do I have the pleasure of speaking with? Right. Or but first, who do I have the pleasure of speaking with? So now at that point, now, you know, uh, now they you've prefaced. Basically, they know that you're going to get back to their initial question. But there's a few things that we have to do first. So now we're getting at that point. Now we get their name. Then we get their contact information. And now you're in control of the conversation. Right. So now it's perfect opportunity for you to start building rapport. When it comes down to building rapport, there's three major objectives that I like to um, deploy on every single, whether they're sitting in uh, sitting in your office in your building rapport or over the phone. Regardless, there's three major things, um, objectives that you want to that you want to accomplish. First and foremost, why are they discontent? Right. There is a reason why they are calling you. If they were 100 percent happy with where they're living at now, they would not be on your phone. They wouldn't be reaching out to your office. There is a reason. There is a reason why they're looking for a place. So once you identify that, now you can now you know what to glorify on your tour. Also, well, and, and, and I'm going to stop you there for just a second because I think that's so important. It is the middle of a pandemic that has shut down our country, and they're calling you, or yeah. they've or they've picked up the widget chat, or they've sent you a DM on the properties <laughs> on the properties Instagram. 
they're wanting information. Like if you know, if there was ever a question of you know they're interested in your property, uh, you know there is no question now. If they're calling and picking up, they have interest in something that's happened from a marketing standpoint. So, uh, you know, I just want to <laughs> just want to highlight that. Absolutely. No. And I, and, I, and I think that's huge. Right. Because whenever I'm doing any trainings or whenever, uh, you know, I'm training any of our any of our staff with Empower. Right. It's I always tell them, don't put yourself in a position where you're trying to sell to you. Right. It's very easy for us to say, oh, well, I wouldn't like somebody to come and approach me on campus or I wouldn't like for somebody to call me at 10 o'clock or it's, um, you know, I wouldn't like for somebody to tell me that they only have three spots left. It feels like pressure, right? It's, it's easy to say what you wouldn't like for someone else to do to you, but you're not selling to you. You're talking to the other person on the other side of the table, right? And that, like you said, Wes, that person called you. That person is interested in your product. That person is, you know, they're on your line for a reason, right? It's your job to figure out exactly what's motivating them and talk to them the way that they want to be talked to, not the way that you feel like you want to, right? So you hit it right on the head. These guys are reaching out to you. Which brings me to my second point, the second objective when it comes down to building rapport, identify what they want, right? What are the top three things that you're looking for, right? If I had a magic pill that can solve your top three biggest problems, what would that be, right? (laughs) What are are the three most important things to you and where you're going to be living next, right? Once you identify what those three things are, that's basically going to be the study guide for this major exam that you're getting ready to take when you hop on um, your virtual tour or your FaceTime tour in this situation. Right. Um, and then last but not least, what are you doing for fun? What do you like to do for fun? We are in a purpose built student housing complex. Right. And a lot of the amenities, a lot of the programming initiatives that we put together is for, you know, for these students to you know, be able to do something that they like to do for fun, because there's one of two reasons why these guys are at these universities. One, it's to get that really expensive piece of paper that they're going to spend about five years to get or two, the, the experience. Right. So at these properties, we get to paint the picture of the experience that they're going to cast if we figure out exactly what they like to do for fun and what they do in their free time. Right. Because, um, you know, as much as they are here for school, that doesn't take up their full week. A lot of times they like memories with their friends. They like to go out and hang out and do certain things, whether it's hanging out by the pool or playing pool, you know, like they do different things outside of the classroom. So figuring out what that is and you can paint that picture, it's going to go a long way. So that's build rapport. And of course, you want to figure out what's motivating them so that you can help them make a buyer's decision. Then once you figure out all that stuff, generate crazy amount of excitement and create a lot of value so much so you could say, oh, my God, Samantha, I absolutely like I'm crazy excited. I know we have the perfect apartment. I have it right here at the top of my mind. I can't wait to show you what that apartment's going to look like. When's the soonest that I can get you in for a FaceTime tour? You know, it's and it's it's just that simple, right? You get them crazy excited about it. You create that influence, so then you can stress urgency, letting them know you have very few spots left, and then invite them invite them to come in and take a tour, right? So back to the basics, back to the fundamentals. I mean, it's five major steps: take control of the call, build rapport, create value, stress urgency, and book an appointment. So. <laughs> no, no. I mean, thanks for for laying that out. I mean, I think you know, on some level, we've all you know learned that at some point if we came up through the leasing side of this industry, and you know, it's it's a good time just to you know just to have a good reminder. 
So we've asked all the questions and, and this would typically be, you know, as you said, come on down for, <laughs> for a FaceTime tour. <laughs> but, um, uh, you know, this would typically be, be the point, uh, you know, we would either go on a property tour if it was actually in person or schedule uh, a tour. So for the purpose of, of this discussion, let's assume we are going to do that property over FaceTime or another video call app. So first of all, let, let's talk about the video call app. It, it, this is something I hope everybody, if, if you haven't already figured it out, you'll listen to me on this and be prepared. Uh, but you've got to be registered, uh, registered on and have all of the video apps downloaded on your phone. You don't want to inconvenience the prospect with, with having to download something. So you better have an iOS device in your leasing office in case they want to use FaceTime. On your phone and devices that you use, you want to have Google Duo, Skype, Google Meets and Hangouts, WeChat, WhatsApp, Facebook Messenger. Anything else I'm forgetting, Willie? Oh, man. Let's Instagram video chat. I mean, it's huge. And you can put multiple faces on there and make it a party. You can do it all at once. Don't forget Snapchat. You can, you can do the same thing on Snapchat, right? Um, you know, just every tool, every tool in the toolbox. Yeah, yeah, I, I would spend time, you know, really talking with with your staff on if you if you don't have all these things on your phone, really be thinking about you know what it is that everybody's using and make sure that you're prepared for it. I mean, uh, even Zoom is just blowing up right now, and Zoom is not something that I would typically say. You know, it's it's basically a web meet, web meeting app, but it's one of those things that everybody's using right now. <laughs> so you best have it downloaded on your phone and, and be able to conduct a tour on it in case, you know, that's, that's what they want to use. That's what they've got available to them. It does work, Wes. There was a, you know, a situation where a parent just genuinely didn't want, she didn't feel comfortable getting on FaceTime with me. And um, I was like, hey, how about Zoom? I'm going to send you over this link. You can log on. I'll share my screen with you and we can walk through it um, that way. She's like, okay, yeah. And um, sure enough, she ended up signing her lease for her daughter. So it works out. Zoom, yeah. Zoom is definitely a tool. Yeah. And, and Willie doesn't have an iPhone. I give him crap about it all the time because he can't FaceTime. But Willie, I, I'm betting you've got an iOS device in that leasing office you can use if someone wants to FaceTime you, right? Oh, absolutely. We got about four or five different uh, iPads here in West. Um, full transparency, I had to convert over, man. Uh, well, not I didn't convert with my with my primary. I still have my, my Samsung. Shout out to Galaxy uh, S20 Ultra, you know. Top uh, smartphone on the market right now. Um, go Android users. Probably lost a few fans. No, I'm joking. Um, but you know, I also got a temporary um, iPhone as well because I mean, iOS is that's what the majority of everybody's operating on. And you know, it's funny. I <clears throat> I realize that a lot of times people aren't even necessarily calling each other anymore. Um, I was sitting across the table with a lead who needed to get in contact with his potential roommate who was like, oh my God, I have to tell him about this place. First thing he did was he pulled up FaceTime and started talking to him. That's like the normal way of communication now, right? So everybody's doing it. You got to get an iPhone at one point, even if you know, you're know an Android user like myself. <laughs> <laughs> well, so let, let's, talk, let's talk about video tours really quick because there's a, a right way and a wrong way to do it. Hopefully you you already have a, a nicely produced video tour on your website, and, and if so, the prospect has probably already seen it. Does that mean you just refer them back to that video to do the tour themselves? 
I, you know, I wouldn't do that. Uh, Willie, I don't know if that's you know, Absolutely. What, what you, yeah, you, you're building a relationship and, and trust with this person. And that has to be built on spending time together, even if it is virtually, but you need to be intentional with how you do these tours. Uh, I recently saw a video from Matt Easton at leasing university. Uh, if you don't know Matt, make sure you go follow him on LinkedIn. Again, it's Matt Easton at Leasing University. But I, I saw this video where he hit this straight on. So I, I reached out to Matt and asked if I could use the audio from that video and share it with our podcast audience, which he said, absolutely, this technique is critical for everyone to succeed in this time. So let's go ahead and cut to that audio. All right, so let's talk about Eugene's question. Let me look at it one more time and just make sure I hit all the high points. All right, so with many property stopping tours, for the time being, granted, it's gonna be the time being. We're gonna get back online, everybody, but we got a lease right now. That's why I love Eugene's question. What's your idea to still be able to get leases doing it by phone and email only? Eugene, the answer is right here in my hand. This would be my recommendation. FaceTime or video tours, do it on your phone. Now, that question's not that easy, the, the answer's not that simple. There's a right way and a wrong way to do a FaceTime tour. And hopefully if you've been training on Leasing University, you know that's one of our drilling, practicing, and rehearsing tools is to practice doing a selfie video tour and a FaceTime tour. If you are gonna work with somebody in the time of COVID-19, in this weird window we're at, where you're shutting down on-site tours, I want you to do it through FaceTime. But if you want it to go terrible, where you're stressed out, they're stressed out, they don't get what they want, simply just start a FaceTime tour with them and wander around the community. It's gonna be an absolute disaster. The key here, Eugene, is I want you to have a phone call with that person first. And I want you to really focus in really, really, really focus in on your leasing university phone training. So I want you to really hit those points of what is most important to you. Why is that important? We're gonna do a FaceTime tour together. What do you wanna see first on the tour? Why do you wanna see that first? Are there any areas you want me to make sure that I highlight while we're on the FaceTime tour? Then what I want you to do is I want you to pause before you start any tour with them, with them not on the phone, I want you to script it out and I want you to come up with a game plan. The last thing you need to be doing on FaceTime is literally tripping over everything, wandering around the apartment community, almost like you're planning out a feature film. Pretend like you're Brad Pitt, right? Because he did some producing as well. Pretend you're Brad Pitt or whoever you know, whatever movie producer or movie star that you like, and I want you to scout out your locations for this tour. I know it's a little bit of extra work, but you're gonna get the lease. I want you to focus in on what they said was most important to them. I want you to highlight where you're gonna hit that in your stops. I want you to focus in on what they said they want to see first, and I wanna make sure you've got it mapped out. As soon as the FaceTime starts, I want you to take them directly to what they want to see first. Forget all of that old school training that you've been taught of. I'm gonna show everybody the same thing. I'm gonna walk them through the tour. Doesn't work with FaceTime. They're gonna get bored. They're gonna check out. You're gonna lose them, okay? This FaceTime tour should be compressed. 
maybe five, 10 minutes. A lot of that time is gonna, you gonna be walking from location to location. Focus in on what they want. If they wanna see the kitchen, show them the kitchen from a distance. Then zoom in on the counters if the kitchen is important to them. Ask them, are you able to see this? Is that what you're looking for? Does this match what you need? Did I miss anything? Is there anything else you wanna see? And simply hit those maybe three to five scripted locations. I've shown you the gym, I've shown you the dog park, I've shown you the kitchen, there's the counters. Did I miss anything? Does that match everything that you, that you need? And then go right in to your closing question. Well, big thanks to Matt for sharing that important tip with everybody. Matt has an outstanding training program for leasing professionals that I would strongly recommend to folks in the off-campus industry. We'll link his website in our show notes so you can get more information on Leasing University. Willie, anything to add to, to how we should do virtual tours right now? Oh, absolutely. And I think Matt hit on a really great point, right? You always want to do your research before diving in, right? How you can't sell a product to a person that you don't know. You absolutely have to figure out exactly what it is that they're looking for and what's what's really motivating them. So I think that was huge, that, that initial phone call before diving into the tour and then showing them what they want. I think that's absolutely invaluable. What I would add to it, however, is I think there's something very unique to purpose-built student housing, right? And that's the fact that it is purpose-built student housing, right? The idea behind it is, you know, we design a lot of these amenities and a lot of these amenity spaces um, to really just provide that service to our leads and uh, to, to our residents that are, that are going to be, you know, occupying these apartments, right? So the cool thing about it is a lot of times people don't know what they want until they see it. And it's up to us to really build our reports, up to us to really figure out what's motivating our lead so that then we can paint the picture on the other side of it. So as much as it is crazy important for us to show them exactly what they want to see, I think it's, it's just as important, equally as important to show them the things that we know is going to greatly impact their living situation here and greatly impact that experience that they're going to enjoy here at our communities, right? Because um, that takes it beyond just the four walls and the toilet, right? That you'll get, you know, anywhere else, right? We actually are a community. We are, we are that purpose-built student housing. We host these events that are going to tailor to your lifestyle, right? And I think it's I think it's huge. We have to dive into what's actually motivating them. Yeah, that's going to be the driving force. Yeah, yeah. No, it's in a lot of ways. This is kind of how we fit a little bit more into it's almost more like you're selling somebody on a vacation they want to take versus just an apartment that they're going to live in you got to show them that there's all the right things there to not only you know make it the type of home that they want but also to make it something that's going to be conducive to to being a student as well so that's a that's a very good point so uh, Willie, let's let's jump in and talk about some other tools that that everybody needs in their in their toolbox right now. And this is kind of any time, but it's especially important now. You know, we've talked about the video apps that everyone needs to have on their devices, but let's talk about chat widgets on their website. You know, these are the little boxes that can usually be found in the lower right-hand corner of of any website, be it, you know, if you're going to AT&T to pay your phone bill or or whatever. <laughs> and and you can you see these little boxes that that pop up. Like I said, they're typically in the lower right-hand corner where you can chat with customer service agents. That's what I mean by chat widgets if you're not familiar with that term. 
So many property websites include those now as well. If you don't have that on your property website, talk to whoever provides or manages your website about including a chat widget on your website. If you are the person that manages your website, you'll want to check with your property management system like Entrada to see if they provide a widget that can easily integrate into the system and onto the website. The one I've used and I recommend to everyone is Zendesk Chat. If you know anything about Zendesk and how they help with work tickets and things like that for companies, it's the same same company. Um, they actually purchased another company several years ago called Zopim, Z-O-P. Z-O-P-I-M. None of that's important. What you need to understand is Zendesk Chat is the one that I recommend. They don't pay me to say that. I've just had really great experience with them. Um, They actually have a free version, and there are just so many cool things you can do with it and and so much insight it can give you about activity on your website that's, that's in real time. Again, I highly recommend it. We'll link their website in the show notes. Willie, that covers how people can get a chat widget on their website, but what suggestions do you have for people using a chat widget and how they communicate? I would just say, first and foremost, the most important, one of one of my favorite uh, idioms that they used to preach about in football is the best ability is availability. And this speaks to that in volume, right? Because, you know, what is it that everybody's like so upset about when you hear them talking, like just on, in regular conversations right now? You know, when you go into Walmart and They're upset because they can't get toilet paper, right? There's that lack of availability, right? They're upset when they can't get disinfectant wipes, that lack of availability. They're upset because they can't go hang out with their friends. Lack of availability, right? They just, you know, we're all looking for that availability. We're all able, we're all reaching out for something. We can conveniently get the answers to the questions that we want or conveniently get what what we're reaching out for, right? In this situation, these chat widgets are exactly that. They're allowing us to have that streamlined communication with the leads who are actively looking and, you know, inquiring. They're reaching for answers, right? They're knocking on our doors and they're begging for us to give them, provide them the answer that they're looking for, right? And it's, it's funny because now we're doing apartment shopping online, you know, like people are doing this now more than ever, right? Because they can't do anything else, right? Everything's happening online. So in this situation, it's not like they're just stopping at your property. They're going from your property and then they're probably going to go over to their comps property if they don't get the answers that they want from these chat widgets from you in a timely fashion. There's a significantly higher um, chance of you being able to convert a lead if you were to con- or reach out to them within first five minutes of them submitting one of these chats or submitting a web form or anything along those lines, right? You can convert them a lot easier into a sale if you just get online and you pay attention to these really timely. Um, so I, I just say they're huge, right? Uh, if nothing else, it's another tool for you to be able to access your leads really succinct, really quick and provide them information and then um, take it offline as quick as possible. So then you can um, convert those into those FaceTime tours that we were just talking about. Yeah. And, and you know, I would say some people, uh, you know, it, it's they don't want to pick up a phone and call. Right. Uh, and so y- you may get all the way to the point of scheduling a, a FaceTime tour with <laughs> without actually getting them on the phone to, to talk to them, which is, yeah, you know, which is fine. I, I would you know, one thing I would say about uh, using a chat widget. And one of the reasons I recommend Zen Chat is because you can create all these triggers. So if someone wants to know the rate of the two-bedroom unit, you know, of course, I always train people. Look, if someone's asking what the rate is, 
you know, there's a lot of things we haven't qualified yet. And, and the biggest thing being, and this plays into how much a, a two bedroom would cost would be when are they looking to move in and how long are they looking to move in for, right? And so you can actually create these triggers to to respond with those things so that you're just typing move-in date question mark and it comes up with that question, well, when are you looking to move in? And, you know, it's not only is it is it efficient, but it, it gets back to that thing of, uh, of just being available. The quicker you can respond, you know, it's back in their lap to to respond back to you. So if you're not using ZenChat and you're using something that doesn't allow for, for triggers to be programmed, you know, put it in a word document and, and set it over to a, a corner of your desktop on the, on the screen or whatever, and copy and paste that so that, you know, you're not wasting a lot of time on typing things out. And that kind of gets frustrating to to the person on the other side, on the other side, when they're having to see those little bubbles where they know you're t- you're typing, but <laughs> it's just taking forever to come over. So, listen, we've covered mindset, we've covered setting up and conducting a video call tour, uh, we've talked about setting up and using chat widgets on your website. Let's talk about closing prospects. Um, you are the expert about overcoming objections and more than anything, just getting a prospect to make a decision. Uh, one way or another, you want to give them to that decision so you can move on to, to help the next prospect. Are you finding that with so much legitimate uncertainty right now that you're having to adapt your, your closing techniques? Well, Wes, I would say it kind of circles back to... Um the point that we had, we both discussed a little bit earlier, whereas these these guys are reaching out to us a lot of times, which means that they have a need, a pressing need, right? And as much as the current situation is, you know, on all of our mind and, you know, like everything is, <clears throat> it's really pressing and it's very urgent. And, you know, we're questioning a lot of the stuff that's going to happen, not only at our properties, but at the universities. And we're, we're questioning all this stuff, right? But a lot of times when these guys are calling us, not so much, right? Like, I mean, they may have a few questions, but they're calling us because they're looking for us to provide that service, provide an answer for them. And, you know, it's it's up to us to be able to sell to them and influence them and stress that urgency to them in order to close the lease the way that they want to be communicated with and, you know, tailor to the needs that they have at that time, right? So, I mean, I I can't say that I have not uh, come across situations, right? For example, I had a gentleman who was crazy excited, absolutely loved our community, but he just didn't know where his family was going to be on the other side of these next two to three weeks. Is his family going to be laid off from their current positions, right? Is he going to have to, you know, um, bear the weight of, you know, some of that financial burden, right? Like, you know, there was that situation, right? But there was also on the other side, there's parents that, you know, are still crazy excited about their students getting early registration for the dorms that they wanted. If they don't get their selection, they're still very optimistic and still out there saying, hey, I want my uh, I want my daughter to live with her three friends. The dorms aren't offering this. I want to move to this place. Right. So, you know, there's there's still those situations. And I think just like with any clothes, the clothes is not going to be a blanket template closing tactic. Right. We're going to cater to what's influencing that lead. 
and we're going to close to that fashion, right? Like if they're interested by the limited or if they're, they're very, they're not motivated by saving money, but you know, they really want that top floor corner unit, then again, back to availability or lack thereof, right? We're going to use that to be able to close the deal. Or, you know, if they are really looking for a really great deal in some situations that has worked in my favor here because different deals that we had going on with the university, um, you know, may not necessarily be going through anymore simply because the the, the whole COVID situation. Like master leases with. Yeah. Yeah. Master leases with the university um, with, you know, some even international students that may not necessarily be able to come into the, uh, come back into the country, let alone the university, right? So, um, you know, free up a few beds, right? So now we're offered, we're able to offer, you know, a few, a few better discounts and a few better deals for these guys um, because of that situation, right? And that's helped out close a couple of leases, right? But the, it's all contingent upon the person and it's all contingent upon, you know, what's motivating them, what their interest is, and we're going to use that to close the deal and put them in a position to make a buyer's decision based on their influence. So I would say it hasn't made a drastic change. You just have to be a little bit more empathetic in certain situations. Whereas I'm very much so, and uh, I'm I'm very much so a, we need to close at least today type of guy. In some of these situations, as much as I do want to press that urgency and stress the urgency uh, to the highest esteem, right? It's like some of these situations are true objections, right? And I'm a firm believer that there is a fine line between an objection and a complaint. And a lot of the objections that we label objections are simply complaints. But with COVID being ever prevalent and, you know, being so profound right now, there are in fact a few more objections that we are finding. We just have to be empathetic to those and, you know, just maintain that that human, that, that human presence, right? Still being a person, still empathizing, still sympathizing with their situation and um, just being there. So I answer the question like this, like, yeah, it has changed a little bit, but again, it's all back to the basics. What is that? What's motivating that person? Yeah. So Willie, I, I, I follow you on everything with, with the closing techniques and, and it's really going back to, to basics. But so with so much in the air right now about fall semester, you know, what, what recommendations do you have for owners and asset managers that are out there to help their leasing staff out by arming them with, you know, something that's going to help overcome an objection that a parent or a student may have about that, that big question. Well, what if, what if we don't come back in the fall? What if I'm still in remote study come August when I'm supposed to move in? Well, Wes, I like what you said when the question comes up. And if I can be frank, the question will come up, right? And uh, this is going to be contrary to just about everything else that we talked about today. When we we're talking about fundamentals, practicality, back to the basics. This isn't fundamental, right? This isn't something that we've dealt with before. And this isn't something that we necessarily know all the answers to. But this is something calling all owners and operators. This is something that you do need to be prepared for. And you do, in fact, need to put together some type of contingency that will serve as a tool to help out with your leasing team. Because parents will ask, what's going to happen if instruction does not move forward for fall semester? What's going to happen if my student can't come back to school here? I don't want to be stuck in a lease and my student can't even attend college. This will be a question This will come up. And if we are not prepared for it, it will vastly affect our leasing velocity and will vastly affect, um, you know, how many of those leases you're going to be able to turn over and close, mm-hmm. right? So the question is, what are you doing to set your team up? I would say do exactly that. Put together some type of contingency addendum. 
put together some type of some type of plan, right? In the event that instruction does not move forward for fall semester, what what can you do to pivot? Like, what can you do to provide that, you know, that that safety blanket that if school does not go in fall semester, then you won't be responsible for paying, you know, taking a step back. You won't be responsible for any of the rent due for the uh, those months that the unit went unoccupied. Right. Um, And you can sever your lease if the lease doesn't or you could sever your lease at a cost. Right. You have to pay some type of fee, but you'll be able to get out of your lease in the event that fall semester, fall instruction is not going to go into play. You'll be you'll be free to move forward and maybe we can revisit this in the spring semester. Right. Or something along those lines. I don't I mean, I, I can't tell you exactly what to do. I don't know what you as an owner or what decisions you as an operator are going to have to make in order to make that happen, but some type of contingency, some type of an addendum that's going to be able to provide that security, provide that that assurance that you understand what's going on and you understand the, the magnitude of the situation, that's going to vastly help you separate yourself and be the anomaly in your market because you get it. And at the end of the day, I think a lot of these a lot of these conversations with these parents and a lot of these students, they're just looking for somebody that gets it and they understand what they're going through, you know, in these unprecedented times. And I think I think just being in, getting in front of it is going to save you a lot of time and it's going to save you a lot of leases. And it's going to help you close a lot more leases in the event that instruction does go according to my my ambition. Right. We're going to be back in school come fall semester. That's that's what I'm excited about. I, I, I firmly believe that we will. Um, no, I don't. Don't look at all the data. That might deviate <laughs> well, from that. yeah, I mean, I, I think. I mean that that's if it's not the biggest question right now, it's soon going to be. You know, will students return in the fall? And you know what I, it, it, you know, you and I discussed this before. We don't we don't know. There's there's nothing that we can. You know, if I'm talking to a to an owner or an asset manager today, I can't. Uh, you know, there's there's no way I can answer that question. Uh, you know, with a lot of confidence. Personally, I have a lot of feelings that I think that this is this is going to be extended, and that fall semester is going to be impacted some way. And you know, what we have to do as leasing agents, as site staff, is give confidence to people that we understand the situation that you're in. We understand you're a student, and there's no reason for you to be here unless you know you're going to school here and having some type of document some type of addendum that that gives them that confidence that if for some reason it doesn't happen then if for some reason that remote study is is extended that we're going to work with them and and I think you know and I'm sure there's probably <laughs> A lot of guys out there on the capital side, you know, related to to debt services that are, are going to say, well, whoa, what do you mean this is going to impact fall semester? Uh, you know, and, and that's something that the banks are going to have to to really come to grasp with as well is, uh, you know, temporarily we may have some issues with with being able to to cover expenses uh, if something like this extends way into the fall and uh, you know, I've, I've got to imagine it would behoove the lenders for purpose-built student housing out there to, to really understand that this is something that's needed. 
And it's probably going to end up meaning that they've got to defer mortgage payments and things like that. So I don't know how else we get we get past it otherwise. So. Well, Willie, that about wraps it up for this episode. Uh, thanks so much for taking time out to to co-host and serve our community members during this time. Any other parting thoughts? Well, uh, first and foremost, I think uh, it's been an absolute pleasure. Um, I love just being able to sit here, brainstorm, talk about things that are really pressing and things that are very much real and you know, and it's it's greatly impacting everything that we're doing. I mean, honestly, whether I'm on site or, you know, I'm talking to other people who are traveling, right, it's, it's, it's impacting us in a, in a wild way, a way that we never anticipated, right? And it takes me to a place to question any of the leasing years that I've ever served in this industry, right? Um, and it takes me back to you rethink, like, have they ever gone according to plan, right? When I'm looking, I'm sitting around and I'm looking at, the massive marketing plan that we put together at the beginning of the leasing season. And, you know, like we just know that if we follow this step-by-step, we're going to find 100% success by the end of the leasing year. Right. And we're going to absolutely crush it. And then after I put together a marketing plan, I almost never look at it again. Right. (laughs) Like, or, you know, if I do look at it, my plan has deviated so much month by month, week by week, honestly, day by day, because there's always unforeseen like variable circumstances that I, I always have to pivot for and I always have to strategically plan for no matter what, no matter what, no matter the year, year over year, it's always been the case. Whether it's some situation, some level of circumstance, some level of adversity that comes into the way, I always have to change that plan. And I think this is another one of those situations where just another level of, of adversity has presented itself. Yeah. And, 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 and ultimately, ultimately, we're all going to be better for it. Right. I mean, it's something that is going to shape us into who we're going to be. So no, I I completely agree with you on that. Anything else? No, I was just going to echo what you said, right? It's never about the goal. It's never about the 100%. It's about uh, the leader, the leasing professional, the whoever you are, right? It's, it's about who you become in the process. It's not about the statistics, right? How are we going to overcome and who are we going to become as we leave this situation? Because this too will pass. We will overcome it. We will absolutely crush it. That's it. I mean, I just want everybody, if you got nothing else from this podcast, it's that you got it. And um, we're going to overcome this this slight setback that's going to set us up for a major comeback. We're going to crush it this leasing year. I agree. Well, awesome. Thanks again. And to everybody out there, stay safe, stay healthy, and we'll chat soon. Thanks, Willie.